At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Hey, IEP Army. Everything about making your own podcast? Let me tell you about Anchor. It's free. There's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. And you can make some money with your podcast, too, with no minimum listenership. It's got everything that you need to make a podcast all in one place. So what are you waiting for, IDP Army? Download the free Anchor app and go to anchor.fm to get started today. What is up, IDP Army? Welcome to Defense Matters, where we are talking mostly IDP, all fantasy football. As always, I'm your host today, Jordan Reigns. If you're on Twitter, that's at 50 Shades of Drunk. I'm tweeting and I'm fleeting these days, guys. So hop on the Twitter train if you're not already there. It's a good time. Uh, post some good content over there. I try to be on there at least two or three times a day, posting a stat nugget or a thought or observation about IDP or, you know, commenting on the news or just, you know, the overall fantasy football conversation, you know. So part of that. Um, you guys can also find my written work at dynastynerds.com. I do, I'm doing a, a monthly article right now. Once the off season gets here, I'm going to write a lot more. Um, and also on their YouTube channel, I've got a show, um, in my defense, which just started two or three weeks ago. Um, it's going, that's also just once a month right now, but that will be going probably closer to weekly, you know, three or four times a month, probably once the off season hits, um, you know, just breaking down all the dynasty information that's IDP relevant uh, over there for them. So go on over there, subscribe to that channel and you guys can catch me over there as well. Subscribe to this channel. If you're watching on YouTube, hit the bell, uh, you know, comment. I'm always trying to be on here myself and Steve trying to interact with people. So appreciate that. If you're listening on a podcasting platform, obviously subscribe, rate, review, love that. So the only thing I ask of you guys to do for the show, it helps a lot with exposure and, you know, just getting our name out there and getting IDP, you know, you know, in front of more people. So you guys can do that for me. I will do this for you. Again, I'm happy to be here. Excited to give you guys some week 11 rankings, um, notes and comments on the overall, you know, kind of fantasy week at large. Um, no real big announcements really this week. Just to know, you know, we're getting close to the playoffs. Um, I know I'm fighting. I'm sure some of you guys and gals are fighting pretty hard too. Don't give up the faith. You know, this is what we're here for. It's, when it's gone, it's going to be over pretty soon, and we're going to miss it. So play out every week, every game. You never know. 
Um, all right, so let's go ahead and go over some of – let's go over the top scores from this last week, week 10. Um, top score at defensive line this last week was T.J. Watt. He had 28 points in IDP 1-2-3 scoring. Top score at linebacker, Leonard Floyd. Crazy game. He had 40 points. We'll talk about him a little bit more soon. And then Jamal Adams at defensive back uh, with 33 points. So coming through with a monster week. Uh, I think he's only second week back from the injury. So that was good to see. You know, he blew it up when I mean, he put himself right back up there. So good to see that. Guys, obviously, IDP 123 scoring, just a quick breakdown review. Uh, but one point plays are quarterback hits and assisted tackles. Two point plays are tackles for loss, solo tackles. Three point plays are passes defended, fumble recoveries, forced fumbles, blocked kicks. And then your uh, six point plays are sacks, interceptions, and then IDP touchdowns. Um, and when IDP one two three is at its best, you will include you know interception return yards, um, sack yards, and fumble recovery yards if you can, if your platform allows that, if your league mates want to do that. Um, that's the best way to do it, in my opinion. So uh, those are the top scores. Again, I'll go over them real quick. Defensive line: T.J. Watt, twenty eight points. Leonard Floyd, a linebacker, he had forty points this last week, and then Jamal Adams with thirty three points for the defensive backs. So uh, let's talk about some news and some injuries. Which, speaking of Jamal Adams, he did leave that game with a shoulder injury. Went to the locker room, uh, was evaluated, returned to the game though. So he seemed to be fine. Um, you know, it's wheels up for Jamal Adams. Uh, Kyle Van Noy suffered a hip injury in this game this last week for the Dolphins. He left the game, but he as well returned to action. So I think his snaps were down a little bit. Maybe that was because of the injury. Um, Devondre Campbell, another linebacker here, suffered a calf injury and left the game for the um, left the game for the Arizona Cardinals. This was a Thursday night football game situation. So you're definitely going to want to know uh, what his situation is. Um, let me look real quick. He's still questionable, it looks like. Yeah, he's still just questionable right now, so you'll just have to watch. That's as of two hours ago from this recording, which is uh, Wednesday night. Uh, it's 8 o'clock Central. So um, you'll want to check that out. He's been a great linebacker for you this year. I mean, his last three games, uh, 6 points, 21 points, 15 points. So he's been a solid linebacker with a little bit of upside. But if he is not going to suit up, this might be – this might be the Isaiah Simmons breakout game. So Thursday night game, watch out for that. There'll be a lot of eyes on that game. It will be interesting to see how that uh, plays out. But again, if Campbell is playing, though, you're going to be playing him pretty confidently as a linebacker too this week. Let's see here. And then Taylor Rapp, this is a pretty big one. Uh, he exited the game and did not return for the Rams. Um, they put him on IR as of yesterday, I believe. So Jordan Fuller actually just came back off of the IR. So these guys have just been trading spots all season, either on the field, off the field. If one's on, if one was playing, the other one's on IR or vice versa. So Taylor Rapp, it's his turn. He tagged out. He's headed to the IR with the injury. Fuller's in. Um, he played really well whenever he was starting early in the season. So Fuller for me, uh, he could be a low-end DB1. Um, but I'm looking at him more as a DB2 right now. Um, so let's see here. All right, let's go over some of the notes from the things this week that I kind of saw this past week. Um, only two defensive line players in Week 10 scored over 20 points, which is kind of crazy. Um, it was a really, really quiet week for defensive line. Some Here's some big names that put in up under six points. All these players put up under six, all right? Cameron Jordan, Bradley Chubb. Brian Burns, Trey Hendrickson, Chase Young, Cameron Hayward, Yannick Ngakwe, Josh Allen, Eric Armstead, Jeffrey Simmons, Stefan Tuitt, 
Aaron Donald, Montez Sweat, and Carlos Dunlap. All those defensive linemen put up under six points this week. That's five or below. That's absolute insanity. Um, but that's the week if it fell down for you guys, if the scoring fell down on your defensive line, it's because it was, um, especially from a lot of your guys that you're counting on week in and week out. They just didn't perform uh, this week. But, you know, a lot of these guys, you are still you playing with confidence every week. You just caught that bad week. And a lot of, you know, likelihood is your opponent caught a bad week too. I mean, if you had Bradley Chubb up against Brian Burns, I mean, every you know, everybody lost in this week's situation with defensive line. Um, unless you have T.J. Watt, which I do because I've been t- – and you should too if you've been listening to me because T.J. Watt was worth it, even when he was a linebacker. Anyway, I'm talking about I'm talking about sleeper heads right now. Um, all right, let's see here. Some snap stuff. Uh, Montez Sweat, his snaps did dip this week. Went to 64% this week. Uh, Chase Young played 83%. Chase Young really hasn't been doing much uh, since the first week of the season, unfortunately. Um, but, you know, Montez Sweat has more pressures. He has more sacks. He has more everything, um, but for whatever reason, his snaps were down this past week. Not really sure what that was about, but I'm still playing him every week as a DL1, low-end one, high, high-end DL2 for me at worst. Um, Yannick Ngakwe, his snaps are down since moving from the Vikings uh, to Baltimore, down to 43% this last week. This one's just a, just an LOL FU. Um, Chase Winovich, after basically going from a full-time player Went all the way down to, what is he playing, like 20 snaps in one week, and then he played the next week like 14, and the next week like 7. He was playing – he just ghosted completely out. This last week, week 10, plays 98% of snaps. So, I I mean, talk about a complete nightmare for fantasy football. A guy, you know, one week he can literally play five or six snaps, and the next week he can play 65. So, I don't really know what to tell you to do with Chase Winovich. Uh, hold on, trade, whatever. Um, he's – talented and he's pretty much all they have right now um so i can't really play him i mean you're literally rolling the dice if you're if you're playing chase winovich right now he might not even play so or he might play 100 percent of snaps um carlos dunlap again this week after i think last week he took 68 percent of the snaps with his first week with the seahawks this week he was up to 73 percent of snaps Again, he did not match his production. All he had was one quarterback hit this week. But like I said, a lot of defensive linemen did not perform this week. So it wasn't just him. 73% of snaps, you're still rolling them out there week in and week out. And then Sam Hubbard, first game back from the IR, he played 62% of snaps. So you're going to want to you know, keep an eye on Sam Hubbard. You can probably play him as an IDP flex this next week. I'd like to see his snaps jump up into like the 70 range, 80 range. Um, but odds are you're dealing with some bye week issues, as we all are at this point in the season. So you're probably trotting out Sam Hubbard. And at the end of the day, I mean, he probably won't let you down that bad, even if he lets you down, because he has such a good tackle floor. So let's move to the linebacker notes quickly. Uh, like I said, uh, Kyle Van Noy earlier left the game. He ended up only playing 60% of the snaps. Uh, Jerome Baker also only 60% of the snaps for Miami Dolphins this last week. I mean, you can roll these guys out there. I mean, these are other guys where there are snap situations up and down, week in and week out. They're still performing uh, about half the time, you know, maybe a little more in Jerome Baker's case. So you, you're still going to play them pretty much every week, in my opinion, uh, you know, especially if you're playing in an 8, 9, 10, 11 IDP league. You know, there's no reason you would bench guys like this. Jerome Baker has been super productive this year, even though the snaps are, you know, kind of up and down and up and down. He's still um, – where is he at right now in the year? He's still pretty comfortably in the top 25 linebackers from what I'm looking at here. So 
you're going to play him. Kyle Van Noy, he's missed a little bit of time again because of the injury, so maybe you're a little less likely on him. But he's had weeks where he's gone out and he has played 100% of snaps. So, you know, this I don't know if you can really chalk this this last week up to anything other than, you know, it is it is what it is, another kind of situation like the Patriots. Um, I'm looking here again real quick. Uh, Jerome Baker is linebacker 21 on the season. So, I mean, you're not going to sit him. I don't care even if he is playing 60% of snaps this week. Don't sit him. Don't be silly because you don't know that that's what's going to happen this week. Uh, perfect example, Kaiser White. Uh, next guy I'm talking about here, 81% of snaps this week. Kenneth Murray, 90% this last week in week 10. The week before that, Kaiser White was down to like 50% of snaps. Um, and Kenneth Murray was up to 100. So things change. You just roll with the known talent. You roll with the known production. You roll with the guys who have got the points to get them in that conversation to begin with. You know, Kaiser White, Kenneth Murray are still going to be starting both of them. Like I said, Jerome Baker, Kyle Noy. You can't. You're not going to bank on 100 percent of snaps. You can't do that, but you can bank on production because these guys are starters on their team, or at least playing most of the snaps. Uh, this is a big, big one. Leonard Floyd, as I said earlier, biggest linebacker uh, scorer of the week in IDP one, two, three scoring and probably any scoring basically. Played 91 percent of the snaps. Uh, big games a lot. Two of the last three weeks. Um. You know, he's really not somebody I feel super comfortable with in my lineup right now, unless it's a deep dynasty, which speaking, I mean, I have him on a couple of deep dynasty rosters, but again, I, I don't know if I can buy into Leonard Floyd as like, what is this, a f- year five, year four, four or five, six breakout. Um, I know it did happen for Dante Fowler this last year when he was with the Rams and he got himself a little piece of piece of change. Uh, when he left that team. So maybe Leonard Floyd is in that same situation. Uh, but, you know, the snaps are there. He's a big play upside. He's definitely boom bust. I'm probably playing him. If you are playing him, you're playing him as a linebacker for, you know, in that area as a high upside guy. Uh, Pittsburgh linebacker snaps. I'm sure you guys, if you're on Twitter or anywhere, I mean, this is a hot topic, but Robert Spillane, 69%. Um, Vince Williams, 52%. Avery Williamson, 17%. Uh, Vince Avery Williamson just got there. I'm not really sure how this is going to all turn out, but they did trade for Williamson. Spillane's been playing well, but so has Vince Williams. So I'm this is a group that I'm a little more hesitant to play people out of. If I ain't going to play anybody in this group, it's going to be the two who have been there the longest, Vince Williams and Spillane, obviously. Um, and we'll see if Williamson can work his way onto the field quickly. Patrick Queen, 97% of snaps this week. You love to see that. Malik Harrison, interesting, 84% of snaps. Uh, didn't do a whole hell of a lot necessarily with it, but that was good to see. And maybe if that continues to be the case, he could become a, a viable weekly starter. Um, Eric Wilson, wanted to point this out. Currently linebacker seven on the season. Um, and I tweeted this out the other day, but <clears throat> he's having a really good season, guys. Like, not just like a, oh, there's that Eric Wilson guy again. Like, he's a top seven linebacker right now. He's linebacker seven on the season. Um, in points per game <clears throat> right now, he's averaging 19.6 points per game um, in IDP 1-2-3 scoring as the linebacker seven. Now, just for perspective, DK Metcalf in PPR is averaging 19.7 points per game, and he's the wide receiver three. So he's he's putting himself up there with the big boys as far as the kind of points he's bringing to your team. Um, he's, you know, top seven linebacker. He's playing lights out really well this year. He's getting all kinds of impact plays, tackles, tackles for loss, 
Oh, I said tackles, sacks, tackles for loss, pass defended. I mean, he's kind of all over the place. Um, and Roquan Smith, he also played on this Monday night game this last week. Monster game out of him as well. Also had a sack, so three tackles for loss, I think, something like that. Um, Roquan Smith is, <clears throat> I mean, he's everything we thought he was when he got when he got drafted. He had a little bit of a rough season last year, but he's really solidified himself as a floor and a ceiling play at linebacker position in IDP. Uh, he currently sits at the top of the linebacker scoring with 228, and behind him is Devin White with 211, and then in a third is uh, Blake Marcinez with 202 points. So that kind of gives you an idea of the spread he has over the other two guys behind him right now. He is on by this week, um, but just wanted to give him a little, little tip of the hat, little props. All right, quickly, let's move to defensive backs. Tracy Walker, uh, back up to his old tricks, 41% of snaps. Um, my note here just says, ugh. I mean, I don't, I don't, you can play him, but he's like a two, three right now as far as defensive backs go. And honestly, it's not looking well, good. Um, he could be hurt, I've heard. It's just not a situation you want to be a part of right now. Once Matt Patricia finally leaves, and if he is hurt and he's recovered, he's still going to be still a great safety and a great player to play in IDP defensive back wise. But until this gets sorted out, he's not what you wanted him to be this year. When he's on the field, he's still good, but you can't trust it. Kyle Duggar, talk about can't trust it. Kyle Duggar played 85% of snaps this last week. Uh, my note here says LOL fuck in all caps. So I don't want to tell you with Kyle Duggar, this guy is in, he's out, he's upside down, he's hurt. Um, I drafted him all over the place. He's sitting on taxi squads. I haven't had him in lineups in some deep, deeper leagues this year. Hasn't really worked out yet. Of course, this last week was probably the first week. I think I benched him everywhere. And of course it was the week he actually like led the team in tackles, but I don't want to get into that. So Kyle Duggar, I don't know. I don't know if you can trust it or not. You could very well be looking at a situation where he comes out and plays 25% of snaps this next week. I just don't know if the Patriots, I don't trust it. But, I mean, dynasty-wise, you like where he's at and the situation he is because you assume that once he gets the trust of that team, like he's – because they spent the draft capital on him and because he is supposed to, you know, this athletic freak and he doesn't – you know, he's a good football player, um, you have to assume that once he is given that role, turned over that role, he should be highly productive. So he's still a guy you want in dynasty, which is where I have him mostly. But for a uh, redrafter, as a plug-and-play, kind of like a streaming defensive back, you're playing with fire. And then um, Cameron Curl – Washington football team. <clears throat> this guy came in. He's been filling in for Landon Collins. Last two weeks, he had 11 tackles and a sack and two weeks ago. And then this last week, he had nine tackles and a sack. He's playing really well. Uh, he's playing better than Landon Collins was playing. You know, maybe it's just because he's new to the team. Maybe he's trying to prove something. But he's out there. He's playing very well. He's a guy you can go pick up and stream pretty much confidently right now. Uh, much, I'd much rather have him than Kyle Duggar, for instance, or Tracy Walker, the two guys I just brought up. So... That is pretty much all of my news and notes and updates. Uh, I guess quickly also, it's important to note Joey Bosa, concussion protocol. He's still in the concussion protocol. That's not good. Um, tomorrow, I assume, we'll either hear he got unlimited or he's probably going to get ruled out. If he's still concussed and like can't get through the protocol, I would be a little bit like concerned because it's been multiple weeks now, I believe. Um, this, I think this is the second week he might be facing timeout. So that could be a little cumbersome um, as a dynasty owner, as a manager right now at this point in the season. I mean, it's week 11. You need guys like this in your lineup. Like you don't want to be sitting there in a must win game with one of your best players on your bench. So hopefully this, he hopefully by the time you hear this, he's 
in and everything's capiche, but he'll be a little lower on my rankings right now because I'm kind of sketched out by the whole situation. He's usually in my top three pretty much weekly at the uh, defensive line position, but this week, like I said, he will be just a tad lower. So let's just go ahead and hop into it. Um, probably not going to spend a whole lot of time on it today, guys. Going to quickly breeze through this, kind of get you through my top 12. If you guys have any questions, comments, hit me up, like I said, on Twitter. Leave comments on the YouTube video, you know, all that good stuff. So uh, for week week 11, <clears throat> my top 12 defensive line players this week are Miles Garrett, Aaron Donald, Stefan Tuitt, Cameron Jordan, Brian Burns, Chase Young, Demarcus Lawrence, Brandon Graham, Montez Sweat, Cam Hayward, Jason Pierre-Paul, and then Joey Bosa, like I said there. So, so Miles Garrett, obviously, he's he's the number two defensive lineman on the season behind only T.J. Watt. Um, he gets Philadelphia this week, which you really love. Carson Wentz's line is very banged up. Carson Wentz loves to turn the ball over. I'm not sure what his, four, his fumble status is for the season, but I know he leads the league in sacks and interceptions. So this is a... This is a nightmare scenario for uh, Carson Wentz, and this is a perfect storm for any Miles Garrett uh, IDP fantasy owner. So you love to see this. Should be a good game. I expect Garrett to get home for his usual at least a sack. And if you have any of the other defensive linemen on the Browns, you know they could definitely be guys you can stream in this week. Aaron Donald comes in at number two. Uh, you know, he, like I said, he had a down week this last week. A lot of guys had a down week this last week. You know, it wasn't just Aaron Donald by any stretch of the imagination. One second. Okay. They play the Buccaneers. Um, not the, not a perfect matchup, but again, it's, it's, it's Aaron Donald. He's at number two for a reason. Uh, so I'm tired of doubting him because every time I doubt him, he goes out and blows up. And every time I, you know, you kind of gas him up and he kind of lets you down. But that's, again, that's the nature of the defensive line position. You don't take these super studs like Aaron Donald out of your out of your lineup. Even he's playing the best offensive line in the league, you know, pass protection. You still play Aaron Donald uh, very confidently. Stefan Tuitt, similar situation with him. He, this week, gets the Jags. Uh, I don't know who they're rolling out at quarterback right now, honestly. Who is that guy? Luton? So... He should be in some big trouble. Speaking of which, again, if if you are on sleeper, TJ Watt is my number one guy again this week. He's usually my number. He was my number one guy last week. Um, in fantasy pros, he won't show up there. He'll be in my linebacker section. But just you know, kind of an aside. Uh, Cam Jordan having a little bit of a down season, but he gets the Falcons. Matt Ryan gets sacked plenty. Um, so I, I like Cam Jordan to get home this week, especially in a divisional game. Brian Burns has been playing really well. The sacks have not been coming uh, necessarily, but he gets a good matchup this week. The Lions are rolling out a backup quarterback, I think. I think Stafford might play, but he's got something wrong with his thumb, I believe, like a torn ligament or a broken thumb or something. So, I, I mean, that dude's a mess. He's he's busted up. So even if he even if he plays, I think it's going to be a little bit slo- sloppy. Uh, so I expect Brian Burns to get out there and get after it. Demarcus Lawrence, I have him at seven. Uh, he's playing really well this season. I mean, there's no ifs, ands, or buts around it. Playing really well. Bounce back season that, uh, you know, we kind of hoped would happen early in the season. Did not look like it was happening, but it kind of shows you 
you know, there is something to be said about patience and sticking with your guys. You know, I've stuck with Jabril Peppers and it's panned out really well for me. I did not stick it out with Demarcus Lawrence where I had him and I've kind of bit me in the butt, uh, the spots I did get rid of him. But, you know, you live and you learn. And I'm happy for everyone that does have Demarcus Lawrence because he's playing really well this year. He gets a, he gets the Vikings this week. You know, I can see Kirk, Kirky boy dropping a couple on the ground. So that should be a fun one to watch. Brandon Graham coming in at eight. Like I said earlier, he gets uh, the, the Rams, so that'll be a, a good matchup. Goff doesn't necessarily get sacked a whole, whole lot, but Brandon Graham's playing probably some of his best football of his career, especially in the, on the actual stats. So it uh, should be a big game for him this upcoming week. Or wait, I'm sorry. He, does, he plays the Browns, um, not the Rams. But, you know, similar situation. Again, the, the argument's the same. Brandon Graham's playing basically the best football of his career. Uh, he's, you know, he could he's going to close in on double-digit sacks this season pretty easily, I think. So you're playing him. Montez Sweat, like I said earlier, he's, I mean, he's a guy that I just love this season. He's really had that second-year breakout that you want. And he gets Joe Burrow, who's the second-most sack quarterback in the league this week. So I expect that to be good. Cam Hayward. Like I said earlier, Steelers get the backup quarterback for the the for the not so surging Jaguars. Jaguars. So, um, like I said, I like all these defensive linemen for Cleveland. I like all these defensive linemen for the Steelers this week a lot, uh, and for Washington as well. Um, then Jason Pierre-Paul can't leave him out of the top twelve, and you know against the Rams. And then I got Joey Bosa at twelve, hoping he plays. Uh, a little worried about him, but we'll see how that goes. So check back with the rankings, uh, you know, see if he's in or out, and see if you know if he uh, if he isn't if he doesn't play. I'm not sure who's right on the outside of 12. It's probably like Shaq Barrett or Darius Smith or somebody. I don't have my fantasy pros pulled up right in front of me, guys. If you're on the YouTube, I'm just using my uh, my graphics today. So we are going to transition from the defensive line players. I'll read them back really quick for anybody on the pod stream. Uh, top 12, Miles Garrett, one, Aaron Donald, two, Stephon Tuitt, three, Cameron Jordan, Brian Burns, Chase Young, Demarcus Lawrence, Brandon Graham, Montez Sweat, Cam Hayward, Jason Pierre-Paul, and Joey Bosa. So let's move to the linebackers. Linebackers this week, number one, the king himself, Darius Leonard, number two, the old king, Bobby Wagner, three, Devin White, four, Levante David, five, Jalen Smith, six, Demario Davis, seven, Zach Cunningham, eight, Eric Kendricks, nine, Miles Jack, 10, Jayon Brown, 11, Jordan Hicks, and 12, Foysaid Olakun. So I'm not going to say anything about Darius Leonard and Bobby Wagner. You are, I mean, they're, you play them. They're the best linebackers in the league. I'm not going to say anything about Devin White and Levante David. They're the next two best linebackers in the league right now, honestly, in my opinion. They're just, that's it. They're, you know, uh, the Rams are a run-heavy team, so you love that for Levante David and Devin White. Packers also run-heavy, but also just possess the ball a lot, uh, so that could be a good matchup for Darius Leonard. And then Bobby Wagner, this is a Thursday night game, another team that plays a lot of snaps, the Arizona Cardinals, so there should be plenty of tackle opportunities for him. Uh, So, yeah. Jalen Smith, we'll circle down to him. I know the Cowboys have they've really they've missed having two good linebackers. Well, you know, and we thought when we got look, you know, Leighton Van Der Esch back, we would have two good linebackers. But Jalen Smith is not playing his best football this year. Yeah, he's putting up a lot of good stats, but he is missing tackles. He's misdiagnosing plays. It's kind of sucks, but for IDP purposes, he gets the Vikings. This is going to be a run heavy game. We saw what Roquan Smith did on Monday Night Football against uh, 
this run heavy game that the Vikings have as that middle linebacker. I expect, you know, he had a 35 point game, 13 tackles, three for a loss. I expect Jalen Smith and Leighton Van Der Esch to have good games this next week. Jalen Smith being the guy that I want to play there just because, um, you know, he has a longer track record of the production. Uh, Demario Davis gets the Falcons, another team, runs a lot of plays. Demario Davis is one of the best linebackers in the league. He gets sacks. He gets tackles for loss. He doesn't just get tackles. Uh, you know, he one thing he doesn't – he probably doesn't get as many tackles as you'd like at the end of the day, but he makes up for it in the impact plays. And as much as I love me some Todd Gurley, top 10 running back this year in PPR, don't throw no shade on my boy. He doesn't rush for a lot of yards, so that tells me that De- he gets plenty of carries, though. So that tells me Demario Davis should be in line for a couple of tackles for loss this next week. So don't be shocked if he ends the game with two, three tackles for loss. Um, Zach Cunningham, I mean, we already Zach Cunningham is a machine. He's a tackling machine. I love him. Eric Kendrick, similar situation, a little bit of a down week this last week. Uh, there is there is a case to be made for having Eric Wilson higher here. Um, you know, I could probably enter. I would probably, if I'm being completely honest with myself, I probably should have Eric Kendricks a little bit higher. He'd probably be in this top 12, but or not Eric Kendricks, Eric Wilson. But both these Minnesota linebackers are great. Um, Eric Kendricks being the main guy, the guy who's been in the longest, longest track record of success. Again, uh, similar kind of Jalen Smith, Miles Jack, another guy that's, you know, kind of a longer track record of success. Um, Joe Schobert has not been doing the IDP numbers that we had hoped in Jacksonville. Miles Jack has, though. Uh, he seems to be back from that injury fully healthy. Uh, before he went on onto that and in- had that injury to his ankle, he was a top five linebacker. Um, so he's back up to his old tricks. Plug him in as a linebacker one. Jam Brown, Jordan Hicks. I mean, again, not the sexiest, flashiest names on the best defenses in the league, but they are about as tried and true as it gets as far as like low end linebacker ones come. Jordan Hicks, don't want to throw no shade on him, finished last season as the number one linebacker. So not a low end guy. Uh, he, he can put up some big boy numbers. And then Ola Kuhn, I have him ahead of Deion Jones because while he doesn't have as many points as Deion Jones does on the season, he has missed a lot of snaps. He went out of that one game after like 20 snaps. I believe in week three, and then he missed a week with a hamstring injury. In points per game, he has about three more points per game uh, scored on the season than Deion Jones. So that's why he's ahead of Deion Jones. Uh, Deion Jones also hasn't hit double-digit tackles yet this season. I know he has been playing better, and I know he does have some points behind his name, but he still hasn't got up there in that area. Olakun has two double-digit tackle deck games, as well as multiple force fumbles, as well as sacks. I mean, he does everything Deion Jones does, plus a little bit more. So I'm just going to tell you right now, I have Olakun ahead of him. So I do, right there. You're looking at it if you're on the YouTube. So those are my top 12 linebackers. I'll read them off again real quick for anybody on the pod feed. Darius Slinger, Bobby Wagner, Devin White, Levante David, Jalen Smith, Demario Davis, Zach Cunningham, Eric Kendricks, Miles Jack, John Brown, Jordan Hicks, and... Foisaid Olukun. So, um, use this time real quick. Say, appreciate the IDP Army. I appreciate everybody that's listening right now. The season is winding down, so I know a lot of you will probably, you know, go back to your, you know, some of your other hobbies, or maybe look away from your teams for a little while. Won't that listen to the same pods for a bit? I get it. I do the same thing, and the off season hits. You'll take a little breather. Um, but I want you guys to know, we'll still be here. I'll still be here putting up content. At least I'm hoping at least once a week on either this channel or the Dynasty Nerds YouTube channel. So, you know, when you come back looking for information like breaking down the top 
10 or 20 wide receivers or who had the most impact plays or, you know, what teams had the highest pace of play and who was giving, you know, the most tackles this season and whose dynasty stock is up, whose dynasty stock is down. You know, what are what's going on in the IDP community, what's going on with trends and players and all that stuff. It will be here waiting for you. So just want you to know, come back, check it all out. You know, don't check out completely that this season. We have plenty, lots of good football ahead of us. And when the offseason comes and you do take your break, come back. I'll be here. This stuff will still be rolling on the channel, on the feed, um, and on the Dynasty Nerds website. You already know what it is. So let's go to the defensive backs for week 11, and I'll get you all out of here. So number one, Buda Baker. Number two, Jamal Adams. Number three, Jeremy Chin. Number four, Jesse Bates. Number five, John Johnson. Number six, Justin Simmons. Number seven, Kari Willis. Number eight, Chuck Clark. Number nine, Ronnie Harrison. Number 10, Daniel Sorensen. Number 11, Harrison Smith. And number 12, Keanu Neal. Uh, we got Jordan. Uh, we got Jordan Poyer on a bye week this week. You're, you probably know that if you have Stefan Diggs or if you have Devin Singletary or if you have uh, Josh the Goat Allen. Uh, so if you're on the IDP side, uh, Jordan Poyer is the number one defensive back on the year. This is his bye week, so he won't be in this week. Jamal or Buda Baker will be in this week. Uh, he is the number one guy for me this week. Jamal Adams, number two, finished number one last week. Buda Baker has two overall number one finishes on the season. Only player with that. So these two guys are, I mean, they're the kingpins. I mean, you're looking at the king and the queen, Buda Baker and Jamal Adams, um, except they're both kings. So they're the top of the list. I know Jordan Poyer has a few more points on the season, but. Uh, he also has played a lot more games. So Jeremy Chin at three, playing really well. Um, you'll want to watch. He played this last week, and he had a, a half-decent game. Uh, but he did have an injury, so you know I don't, I don't know if he's still nursing that at all or not. But you want to monitor that. But he's been playing very well. He's playing linebacker snaps as a defensive back. So, again, I say this every week. He's, he's a top play. Uh, Jesse Bates, number four. He is the number four line, uh, defensive back on the season. He's got 158 points. Um you know, his last three games are 20 points, 32 points, three points. Okay, that one hurt. But then 19 and 19. So this guy is basically over the last three weeks averaging like 20 plus points or uh, four weeks. So he's incredible. Tackle tackle monster. He gets past deflections. Um, and who does he play this week? I think the Chargers. It's Washington this week, which Washington's been pretty good to defensive backs. And I mean, and I mean, again, it is Jesse Bates. He's probably the most underrated IDP defensive back asset that exists right now. Um so grab him up if you can. John Johnson hasn't been having the most dynamic season, but with Taylor Rapp going out, uh, with these linebackers kind of being a little bit of a hodgepodge this season, uh, Mike Kaiser has not been the uh, world beater he was to start the season. Uh, I still believe I still believe John Johnson is probably the best IDP asset to own there uh, besides, besides uh, my man Aaron Donald long-term. So I still believe in John Johnson. He's got 125 points on the season. I mean, that's the same as Antoine Winfield. It's only 10 points less than Jeremy Chin at the end of the day. So he's not too far down there. I mean, your top-end guys right now, like I said, uh, Jordan Poyer, number one, he's got 198 points on the season. Um, so when you get down to your you know, your low-end line, DB2s, um, you know, but they have consistent, been consistently uh, producing for you, um, you know, there's nothing wrong with the, the numbers that John Johnson's put up. 16, 2, 11, 18, 12, 14, 23, 22. I mean, he hasn't popped in a while. Uh, so he could be due for a pop game, actually. 
Uh, he's had two double-digit tackle games this season. He's due for another one of those, two against Tampa Bay. I like him this week a lot. So that's why he's in there pretty high. Uh, Justin Simmons, another guy I really like this season. I mean, he, he's an impact player on the field uh, in real life. Um, I mean, he's just one of the better states in the league. He doesn't even have a double-digit tackle season. But, again, he's got another season with multiple interceptions. He's got three on the season. Uh, he's kind of known as a ball hawk. He had four interceptions in 2019. Um, in 2018, he had three interceptions. So he gets multiple interceptions every year. He's doing that again. He gets mul- tons of pass deflections. He's one of the best coverage defensive backs or safeties in the league. So I uh, love me some Justin Simmons. I got him pretty high up there. And uh, not usually a big Broncos fan because you all know I'm a Chiefs guy. But uh, uh, I thought that uniform, if you were watching on YouTube, but this, this graphic I got up here, I thought it was pretty crisp. So I was like, you know what? I'm going to show a little love to my man, to my man uh, out there in the in the Mile High City. Uh, seven, we got Kari Willis. Uh, Kari Willis has been playing really good. He's a guy kind of touted in the offseason as a, you know, a, a dynasty buy for sure. And, you know, I thought he might be worth something like, I think I said that's to somebody's offseason. If you can get him for a third, I would do that. I know I actually, there's an actual occurrence I'm referring to if you want to dig through all my tweets. But I know I kind of didn't really get into it with an IDP personality. But he said something about Kari Willis not being worth anything. And I was like, yo, like a third from like 2023, like I would definitely go get Kari Willis for that. Like I'd give me the points Um, in his last four games. I mean, 23 points, 15 points, 17 points, 13 points. Kari Willis has turned into a little stud out here. So um, if you can still get a Kari Willis for a third and if somebody tells you that's a bad idea, I'm not sure I would be taking advice from them. But uh, Kari Willis is going to be a good play this week for sure. And like I said, if you can get him in Dynasty going forward, that's what you want to do, but he gets Green Bay. Um, they should be running plenty of plays. Chuck Clark, pretty solid this year. He got the contracts, which I really love him in Dynasty. Uh, there are a lot of high-level producers on this team. Uh, the Baltimore Ravens at defensive back, he being one of them. Um, but these guys get blitzed a lot. Multiple force fumbles for Chuck Clark. Multiple fumble recoveries over a sack. I mean, he's a, he's an impact player as well as a tackle guy. Um Tackles haven't been super high the last, you know, few weeks, seven, two, two, three. But because he's an impact player, getting tackles for loss, getting pass deflections, getting points other places, it's not the it's not the end of the world that he doesn't, you know, put up eight tackles a week. Like you don't have to have that in IDP. Um, you can, and if that's you know, if somebody tells you that and that's how to play, that's fine. Um, you won't hear that here though. I'm looking for production. Um, I'm looking, you know, inception, production within production. I'm looking for those impact plays. Uh, Ronnie Harrison. I love Ronnie Harrison this week. I'll tell you why somebody says I actually said something today on Twitter about this. Uh, he gets to play the, the Browns are playing the Eagles. Carson Wentz, most interceptions in the league, most sack quarterback in the league. Ronnie Harrison has been blitzing a lot. He's been, you know, they traded him there. It took him a little while to get acclimated. Then he got injured. I think he had a concussion or something, but he's been playing very well the past couple of weeks. Um, and he gets a, a cushy matchup with, like I said, uh, old boy Carson Wentz. So if there was ever a situation where a guy was going to make a big impact play and, you know, the odds were stacked up like that was going to happen, it's going to be this week. So, yeah, I'm looking here. Ronnie Harrison three weeks ago had nine tackles, a sack, an interception. Two weeks ago he had ten tackles, six this last week. So, yeah, he should be locked and loaded as a top ten guy this week. Um, I'm excited to see what he can do with this new team. I mean, he's a young talent in the league. He's only 24 years old, 23 years old. So, uh, yeah, love it. Uh, Daniel Sorensen, DBC. 
he was DB five on the season before the bye week. He's dropped a couple of spots, but he's the he's the defensive back you want to own right now for the Chiefs. Love my love my honey badger. Love Juan Thornhill long term, but right now Daniel Sorensen at twenty nine years old, um, you know he's helping this team in a lot of ways, uh, and he helped them. I say this all the time on the show. He helped them big time last year down the stretch in the playoffs. He's a big reason we won from those playoff games. It got to the Super Bowl. Uh, he's a playmaker, and he's been trusted with snaps this year to be a full time player, and he's produced very well for IDP and real football. So I love to see that as a Chiefs fan. I, I love it. Um, Harrison Smith, he's another guy that's kind of been surging back, kind of saying F you to the IDP community. We kind of all wrote him off for dead because he started off the season pretty slow. But last three weeks, he's really popped off. Uh, 13 points, 13.8 points, 27 points, 16 points last two weeks, three weeks. Three weeks before that, he was 4-4-4. Four, four, and four. So you were probably benching him coming out of his bye I know you were tempted to, but if you've stuck with him the last three weeks, he's given you uh, almost 50 points. So uh, kudos to you if you stuck with him. If not, it's been probably tough to watch him score these points, but he's got a good stretch coming down. Carolina, Dallas, Jacksonville, Tampa Bay. You're still going to play Harrison Smith every week as a defensive back one. And then this is the first for me. I haven't had Keanu Neal in my top 12 before, but I like the matchup this week in particular. Um and I'm coming around to Keanu Neal just in general more. I feel like this overall team has been a little bit elevated since they got rid of Dan Quinn. Uh, he has been healthy, you know, playing most of the snaps. He had his first double-digit tackle game a couple of weeks ago. I tweeted something about that. It was his first double-digit tackle game since, like, 2017. But he hit it. That was a 32-point game for him. He's trailed off the last couple of weeks, uh, 17 points, 8 points uh, against Denver. But he gets New Orleans. They're a very good – they're a very linebacker-friendly team. They run a lot of plays. They run the ball a lot. But we also know they throw the ball a lot to Alvin Kamara. They like those short intermediate routes. That's the middle of the field. That's Keanu Neal territory. So I expect him to uh, to uh, rack up some points. And we get Jameis this week. So, again, kind of like Carson Wentz, the turnover probability in that game is really good. Uh, I still think Jameis is an obvious play. I do not understand why people say things like, well, I can't play Jameis because he's going to throw interceptions. So what? Okay, minus one point in most fantasy leagues? Okay, big deal. I mean, he throws three of them, that's still minus three. Now he's down, you know, he has to score more. He always scores more than it matters. It's negligible. Minus one, minus two points. And we're not going to play a player because he's going to, rush backward. I mean, are you going to play a uh, not play a running back because he gets tackled for a loss a lot more? I mean, it just doesn't make any sense. Like Jameis Winston, I'm going to tangent right now, which I get on sometimes, but Jameis Winston is, yeah, he'll throw an interception, but that's again, that's minus one point. He's going to go out there and make that up on his very next 25 yard completion, just like that. Cause that's what he does. So um, I'm telling you to play Jameis Winston this week. I'm not a, an offensive fantasy guru. I don't usually pedal, pedal those wares, but I'll pedal that one. Uh, you should be playing Jameis Winston against Atlanta uh, with a Peyton, uh, Sean Payton-led offense with all those weapons and all those toys and that offensive line. Shoo-wee! Give me that. Jason gonna go, Jameis is going to go out there and make himself some money. All right, I have one more little uh, tidbit I want to go over, some trade talk here. This is a new segment. I will make this brief. I had a question today from a guy asked me about what the value of Landon Collins was as a trade player, a trade piece, whatever you want to call it, to acquire or, you know, what's a fair value. Um, something I've been doing a lot more lately when it comes to IDP trades is I like convert them in my head through their value and picks. So I have a list right here on my whiteboard, which if you're on Twitter or YouTube, you can't see because it's my secret, but um, 
secret knowledge, but I got a list of guys and, you know, they're tiered off. And I'm like, these are the guys I would give a single first for. These are the guys that I would give a first plus for. These are the guys I'd give a single second. These are the guys I'd give a second, you know, a second plus four. And once I get to that kind of second, you know, one to two second area, you know, you kind of get to where most of your real, you know, you kind of figure out what the value of a player is. So if I'm like, okay, this guy's worth a second. Then when you're like, okay, offense wise, what player do I want? You just convert. You say, okay, who's worth a second right now? Okay, that is, that's my conversion point. Um, so anyway, what I'm going to try to tell you, that was a long-winded way of saying, when I thought about what Landon Collins was worth in an IDP league, start full 11 guys, got to start one or two safeties, um, I kind of landed on the, the idea that Landon Collins was worth a single second. That's where my head is. And so to give you a kind of a frame of reference and what that means in my dynasty rankings right now, he's my defensive back six. So there's probably two or three guys right above him that I would value similarly to that. And I believe right now my number one defensive back overall is Buda Baker. And he is, I would put him at a two plus second kind of guy. Just, you know, so there's some trade, you know, I'm going to try to do more trade talks. I get a lot of trade questions. Um, I figured that was a good one because, you know, a lot of people are probably trying to make moves right now. If your trade deadline hasn't passed, Landon Collins is a big name in Dynasty and in IDP in general and in football. I mean, played at Alabama, was really good. I mean, he's a really good safety, one of the best ones in the league. Um, so you don't want to undersell him. And he's still pretty young. I think he's 25, 26. Uh, big injury, yes, but still the talent, the ability, the points. I mean, he's still that guy. So what is he really worth? I put a couple of polls out last couple of weeks on my Twitter timeline too about Daniil Hunter, another guy who's on IR or hurt, you know, because of um, another guy who's just hurt right now. And I, you know, I said you, a couple of months ago, he was easily worth a first plus because he was everybody's number one overall. A lot of people's number one overall IDP player, but definitely a lot of people's number one overall defensive end or defensive line player or whatever you want to call it. Um, but I put out a poll on Twitter to see what his current value was. And the responses I got back, basically the, the market right now told me Daniel Hunter is currently worth a single first. So Daniel Hunter has definitely dropped down in the value department a little bit. Um, he's kind of on par with, you know, another injured guy who I just alluded to Landon Collins. Um, so yeah, that's kind of where I'm valuing those guys. You know, you got to ask the market. Everybody's different on everybody's team too, in a vacuum. You know, I don't know if he's really going to be worth a second to somebody or not, but for you, I think a second, you know, is a, I think second's a fair price for Landon Collins right now. That's kind of what I'm getting at. And in that same market for Daniel Hunter. So if you're looking for an offensive piece to trade for them, look for who you think is worth around a second and then kind of use that as your starting point. Um, all right, guys, I'm a sucker. There's some questions over here. I'm going to answer those. Um, I had to drop Tracy Walker. He has really fallen off when someone else dropped Mike Williams. I needed wide receiver depth. What happened to Tracy Walker? Will he bounce back this year? Yeah, I mentioned that a little bit earlier in the show. Um, if you want to go back and listen to it or not, that's up to you. But his snaps are just falling. Um, it's Matt Patricia. It's injury. It's You can't trust him right now. He's maybe a low end two, three. Long term, still love him. He's still a very good safety. I just hate that situation. And that's true for a lot of people there, offense and defense, unfortunately. Um, man, you guys got come on to the Sunday IDP live show. Um, IDP Army Livecast, whatever you want to call it. Uh, if you guys have start sick questions, I got one here real quick. 
Josh Allen, Cam Jordan, J.J. Watt, Chase Young, pick two. Um, I'm going to go with Cam Jordan, and I'll take Chase Young. All right, IDP Army, appreciate y'all. Thanks for rocking with me. Uh, leave a rating, leave a review. Love that shit. Hit me up on Twitter. I'm tweeting, I'm fleeting. Find me in the Discord channel, uh, Patreon forward slash all gas. Uh, Ragey Q over there in the Destination Debbie. They got IDP channel. I'm hanging out over there. We're chopping it up. We're talking trades and stuff over there. That's actually where I got some of these trade questions I brought up earlier. Um, and then also in the Fantasy Football Chat Discord. That's the that's the official Fantasy Football community of Discord. Uh, hop on that server. It's awesome over there. I'm in their IDP room as well. Tell a friend about the show. Like, subscribe. All right, I'm out. Let the rain hit the sand. Build a house on a rock. Got a plan. Gotta get stocks. Keep them bands. Hit the clock. Take blades on a fan. Used to be mundane on a Monday. Now you have fun day on a Sunday. Cause you're switching it up and you're living it up. You ain't getting it enough.